All right, everyone, welcome back into the Fan Producers Podcast. I'm Sydney Cora, first time driving the show, sitting right next to John Simmer. Mm-hmm. Fellow, it's your first time driving. <laughs> yeah, fellow okay. producer. I feel like I'm 16 again. First time driving. Aha! <laughs> Good one. But that was stupid. <laughs> okay, now these are super loud. Um, John, it's been a while since we've worked together. Mm-hmm. Usually when we work together, we talk about you know everything that's going on. Uh, so I'm excited to hear your thoughts on everything so far because uh, it's like prime time right now. Right. It's abs and nuggets. Yeah. It's uh. It's John doesn't get a lot of sleep time. <laughs> yeah. um, you, so have you been staying up watching all the games? I have. So th- so I had to take a couple weeks of vacation time um, mm-hmm. to kind of step away, deal with some uh, family stuff. But yeah, I have been watching all the games. And, um, of course, the first night I came back was the overtime loss for the Nuggets. What was that? Monday night? Uh-huh. Um, oh. Was it the Nuggets or the Avs that played Monday night? I get my days confused. Well, we got but. the schedule here, but what? Um, but, yeah, I've been watching all the games. And um, with the Avs, you know, it's kind of I think it's kind of par for the course for – um, at least what I expected, especially with what do you um, mean by that? Just no Gabe Landeskog all season long. You just and we've we've talked about it on the morning show, mm-hmm. um, the last couple of days. But I just knew it wasn't going to be as easy as last year. Last year was just kind of this like euphoric ride throughout the playoffs. Right. Um. You know, game one Nashville put up like the I've scored like three goals in the first period or like first like period and then first couple minutes in the second period but it was always like it's just like again it was just like this euphoric ride where just everything was fun you know they yeah. ne- they only lost four games the entire playoffs two of which were to um st louis and then the other two right. to um tampa bay in the stanley cup final so it was like this just great fun like ride yeah and so everything <laughs> was fun it was a lot easier and then Denver you know, sports fans were just on a high. Yeah, and we so it was, you know, naturally you're going to kind of expect sort of the same thing where um, even though the team is completely different this yeah. year than it is from last year. So it was going to be a lot more grimy, a lot more sure. gritty. And then with a team like Seattle, um, I'm always kind of worried about, you know, teams <laughs> that are either in their first year in the playoffs or they're like one of their first years in inception. Because, like, they almost don't know any better. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially with teams like Seattle or maybe even Minnesota, where they made a lot of moves at the deadline, it's are they a couple years away from, like, being able to maturely take on the playoffs? Because the playoffs is a whole different beast Similar than any matchups. Sport. Similar yeah. matchups on both sides. For sure. And, and so is it are they, like, a year or two away from, like, a maturity standpoint where they can actually compete in a playoff series? Yeah. Or are they already kind of, like – Again, they just don't know any better. They're just going to – they have nothing to lose, and they're going to throw caution to the wind and give you everything they have. Um, I think – in I think both cases, Seattle doesn't know any better, and they're just kind of there for the ride. And now that they kind of smell blood, yeah. it's a little dangerous. Yep. Whereas Minnesota, they're kind of like – which is kind of funny because they're the more veteran team, but they just sure. don't have like that mental makeup, that mental maturity oh, yeah. to kind of like – fully go on um, and press a team like the Nuggets in the playoffs. So um, for the Avs, it's been, you know, a little bit of like white knuckling, especially yes, now with the, 
But the stuff with, you know, the Valerie Nechuskin stuff, yeah. which we don't we'll quite get, know. We'll Kale McCarr is out for game five after his suspension. Um, so it's, messy. it's a little more worry. Yeah, it's a little more worrisome for the Avs, but uh, the Nuggets ended up taking care of business. But yeah, I mean, in, in these like 830 tip offs, these 830 puck drops, not ideal. I'm not <laughs> a fan of them. Um, like I said, Tuesday, I got about three hours of sleep, took a big nap yeah. though yesterday. Um, that so. was abs on Monday, by the way. Okay. That, that overtime, the game four. Yeah. Um, so, so you came back after that was your first day back. Yeah. Tuesday was my uh-huh. first day but, back. So, but you were watching. Oh yeah. Watched yeah. every game. Yeah. 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 Uh, so are you more, oh, and, and if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know, John, what time do you get here to start working on your show? I get here at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I make ideal. sure to make a point to say that almost every podcast I'm on. So not ideal. Well, that's good. That's good. Cause, yeah. um, Again, like for for listeners, you know he makes the show go, and uh, so big shout out to him. That's like the toughest. I think you have like probably the toughest job here is collecting all the information and, and producing a, a great show. Well, thanks. On I yeah, appreciate yeah. That. So shout out to John. I'm out here grinding. Um, yeah, <laughs> and still finding a way. I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but still finding a way to, you know, be a fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the only way, I mean, and to be honest, like, you can't, maybe you as in, you know, whoever, but I personally can't get up at 3.30 in the morning for something that, like, I kind of like. Yeah. You know, I have to, and so I do, I love the job. I love everything that goes with it. So that's really the only reason why I get up at 3.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. or can, like, sustain that uh, kind of level of, you know, dedication, because it, it is, it's like, yeah. you know, Zach By says all the time, we're, we're playing in the toy aisle, so, although yeah. I do, I, and tr- I will complain if I don't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. I will, I just, so what I do, <laughs> I love sleep, like, I think it's extremely important, yeah. just for human beings Well, that's in strange that, yeah. yeah, you place so much importance, yet this is your job. <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, you make up for it in other ways, and we all make sacrifices one way yeah. or another in this industry, so. Yeah. Um, so would you say that you've been more, what are you more like going in on? Like, are you, are you more hooked on the abs right now? Or are you more hooked on the nuggets right now? It's, I mean, it's obviously equal, but I've always been, at least within like the last four years or so, I've just been, I think playoff hockey is, it's a very close second to me in terms of just like excitement to the NFL. The NFL, obviously just the one and done aspect is just like kind of puts it above and beyond for me. The NBA has just gotten so soft recently. Yeah. Now, the playoffs have gotten – they do let them play a little more in the playoffs, which is enjoyable. Um, but just NHL playoff hockey for me has been super – it's really, like, stuck its claws in my back the last few years, and I've really yeah. gotten more involved in hockey, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, in my early to mid-20s, I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, but so it's for different reasons you're invested. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I enjoy just, like – the excitement of hockey more yeah. like I find myself on game day more excited for an avalanche game than the nuggets game. Oh, although really? it's just a little bit, but yeah. I definitely the ass. Yeah. Me. What about you? Well, nuggets. Yeah. I you're, mean, you're a big basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Fan, but yeah. I mean, who, who, who isn't locked in on the abs after last year? Um, but what I will say about both series, both, both teams sort of similar circumstances heading in. I think it's been such a, tumultuous is that how you say it tumultuous tumultuous, tumultuous yeah. sounds right ride for uh both teams uh the abs specifically 
this season, mm-hmm. heading into this into the playoffs, and the Nuggets the past five years, five, four, four or five. Yeah, years? I think. Yeah, I'd say like four years. At four least. years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and minus maybe four of the last five because you take out what was it last year when we didn't have Jamal. Yeah, just just a lot of expectations. I think the expectation is like, dude, if the Nuggets don't do something, if they don't make it to the finals this year, then like, what the hell? Yeah, you we're know? probably moving on from Malone, yeah. and then who knows what kind of yeah. stems from that. And then if the Avalanche don't make it back this year, it's also like, what the hell? Right. You know, and so I think that coming into the first, you know, first round of both of these, I think, well, at least what I was expecting was to see, like, what both of these teams are made of. Mm -hmm. And I think, obviously, we have game five tonight for the Avs, and and we'll see, we'll see tonight, and, of course, game six. But I think we kind of saw a little bit, and Jamal Murray said this in his post-game interview um, on the broadcast last night. I don't, I forget what the lady asked him. Mm -hmm. But I think she asked him something like, "What are you, what's your takeaway from this? And he said, I think it shows that we can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think there, of course, and, and that, this is me being positive, but I think we'll get into the nuggets here for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think that this series did kind of show what the nuggets are made of a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told, I guess, there's a lot of different ways in which that was shown, but I, I think... One of the things that I talked to K- KJ is a Warriors fan. <laughs> is he? Yeah, from AJ, I, yeah, producer of the drive. Yeah, and uh, I hate He's a Warriors fan. Yeah, dude, He's from Louisiana. I know it's a it's a mess. It's a mess. He's a mess. Anyways, um, <laughs> and I hate the Warriors, of course. Right. Um, but one thing that I tell him all the time is that if the if the Nuggets want to win the finals, they it's just it worries me if they can do it because. You have to have, like, Warriors mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, the, the Warriors don't give a, a crap. Right. Like, they will – they're just so good. Or, like, right. they, they were. They have supreme confidence yes. in their own ability supreme to con- they're like like the, push through adversity. Yes, right. exactly. And so in game one, I was so happy with game one because they kind of showed that. Mm-hmm. You know, they were beaten up on them, and then when they were beaten up on them, they didn't stop. Like, right. they didn't care. And that's sort of like – that's like warriors right. mentality. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, last night was was troubles was, was troubling. Um, yeah, the beginning. Well, yeah, the beginning yeah. was troubling. But I think that I did see a little bit of warrior warriors energy there. Um, the way that they just came back no matter what. Mm-hmm. They kept getting down. Then they w- when they wanted it, right. they took it. It's kind of like. Um like weathering the storm because basketball is such yes. a game of runs. Uh-huh. It's and I think I would agree, and I would think you know anyone who's watched the Nuggets for a good period of time over the last couple of years that was like the biggest gripe is like they would almost mm-hmm. be like almost too emotionally invested in like whatever's happening right then and there. Yes. So like you know they might go they might go on a twelve to nothing run, mm-hmm. and they're like cocky. Almost like they're like, this game is over essentially. So we can, this game is over. So as long as we coast, we might win by like four. Yeah, It was like, yeah, it was like a numbers game. It's like, if we just coast here, we, we should win by like maybe four to six. And then, okay. Then like, thank God that game's over. Instead of like having that killer instinct, like you were saying, stepping on their necks and saying, all right, 12-0 run. Let's extend it to 18-0. Let's extend it to 24 to four. 
and that's kind of where that warrior's mentality that you speak of has in, in the past they've kind of like adversely then they've like kind of stepped off the gas yeah then the next thing you know the other team's gone on like a 16 to 2 run the other team leads by six or so yes. ends maybe like the third quarter with like a four-point lead and then you see the nuggets just like forcing like bad shots mm-hmm. Forcing the two-man game a little too much with Jokic and Murray, which you saw a little, which bit happened last in night. overtime yeah. of Game Three. Four, oh, four, yeah, when when they came back down twelve, yeah, um, with a few minutes left. So, I think if, and I think that's been kind of like the the biggest hurdles, like the biggest threat to the Nuggets this playoffs are the Nuggets themselves. Wow, you know, it's like just trying to get over, you know, their own inability to just like not you know to have that like quarterback mindset yeah like what's the most like common thing said when a quarterback throws a pick gotta have a short-term memory just gotta forget it wipe it from your memory and go forward that's been like the biggest thing with the nuggets is like they're too emotionally invested in what's happening like right then um is like the best way i can put it i think it's like yeah for sure yeah i think that that was like always my biggest thing with jamal is that and uh, by now, it, he should be past it. He really should. Mm. So I don't think that there's any excuses now. But I think his issue always was that he just – he's too young. Like, he's too young in the mind. And right. Like, but but I th- I don't know. I think that there's something different about him this this season. And I think he showed it last night because when when the Nuggets needed him the most last night, he, he stepped up. And yeah. I think he carried the team last night for sure. And throughout the playoffs, really. I mean, he had a, he had one bad game. Uh, or throughout the playoffs, throughout the, throughout the first round. Um, yeah, I just hope he can maintain that. Right. You know? Well, and that's been the biggest thing with, you know, Jokic has been like, you know, Jokic can take over a game, yeah. but it's that's not how the Nuggets are probably going to win a championship. You need that scorer mm-hmm. to be able to let Jokic be the facilitator. That's like when the Nuggets are at their best. And Jamal, like to your point, I mean, they were forcing Nikhil Alexander-Walker on him, their yeah. best defender, and then they were double-teaming him. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you can have that, if you have, you know, the primary focus of the defense not be Jokic, then yeah. that's where the that's Nuggets good. are at their best because then it just forces either, A, you're going to double-team Jamal or MPJ, whoever has a hot hand, and then you get it to Jokic anyway, who's going to be the facilitator, or you mm-hmm. go one-on-one with that guy, and they're going to run the pick-and-roll game, the two-man yes. game, or that guy's going to ISO. Um, Jamal Murray's ISO game in the playoffs is so like night and day to his yeah. ISO game in <laughs> in the uh, in the regular season. And it's better to say that obviously instead of the inverse. But like Jamal, definitely, I think he's proven at least through this first round. He averaged like twenty-seven, five and four, or six and five, something like that. He averaged twenty-seven oh. points a game this series. He proved that he's a guy who's going to elevate his game in the playoffs, um, which because we've all said, you know, oh, Bubble Murray, he mm-hmm. needs to get back to Bubble yeah. Murray. I think he kind of shed that um, nickname or that, you know, that label. Yeah. That's just who Jamal is. He's just someone who steps up in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's pretty powerful. I mean, I, I, I've always felt bad about that sort of like how we kind of hang his performance in the bubble over But, I mean, he was dropping 50 burgers, like, consecutively. Yeah, that was, <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to expect someone. Like, to me, I'm kind of harsh. I, obviously, I don't know him, but I, I, I don't hate LeBron James, but it's like, I hate 
the fandom around LeBron. Yeah. And to me, I 2020 in basketball didn't happen. Like, I don't even, it didn't, I wipe, <laughs> like, I don't, LeBron has three championships in my mind. Yeah. That, that didn't happen because yeah. it's like the, the Nuggets also came back twice in consecutive rounds from three to one. That doesn't happen. Jamal was dropping again, 50 burgers, like back to back nights. And so was Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't happen in the NBA. It's just like, yeah. it only happened because they were on a neutral site. Yes. So to me, none of that occurred. You're, it's a scratch. Yeah. I just, yeah. and not even an asterisk. I just wipe it from my mind. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, well, I don't blame you for that. And I think that's fair. I also, and I just hate LeBron. Like yeah. it's not, it's nothing to do with LeBron, obviously, but it's just more about the fandom. And I think, yeah, it's everything that surrounds him. He's the, honestly, that's what it is. I used to love LeBron. He was like my hero growing up. Really? Yeah. But, and, and, and then as the years go on, I'm just like, dude, I don't know about him. He's like, the greatest athlete to ever play the game of basketball. That's I how I, he's like, I he, agree. the way that he dominated athletically, not to go off too, too much, but he's definitely the greatest athlete of all time. But, you know, to, in my mind, and I didn't watch MJ, I was born in sure. 92. So like yeah. four years old when MJ was like yeah. really just dominating, but it's not even a question. I think it's more of a question. It's disrespectful to Kobe Bryant to compare LeBron James and MJ. Mm-hmm. It's like LeBron's not even better than Kobe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. LeBron's like top five. <laughs> Shut up. What? Dude. He's like top five all time. Okay, well, let's just not yeah. – that's a podcast for another time. But I, I will yeah. tell you this. Like, I know you don't want to get too far it's off. Great I, think, I think that's what makes a good podcast is, you know, taking – because people are like, oh, you yeah. know, taking people through. It's like a ride. That's why I like podcasting. Um, But anyways, let's get back to sort of uh, wrapping up this series and what we can look – ahead i do want to ask you one thing well here i'll wrap up my my thoughts about that warriors mentality i think my biggest takeaway and i'll ask you what your Mm -hmm. biggest takeaway is after this um what i think my biggest takeaway is for myself it's a personal thing that the nuggets will never be the warriors but i think that they do have it in them they just they they're they're more gritty they're more tough. They're less mm-hmm. slick. And I think that they can make it, but it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. And they have to stay headstrong. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's kind of how we start out the podcast. Yeah. Like, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, so, which is hopeful for me because I'm always so like, dude, like, the nut, like I love them so much. Right. But I'm always just like, there's no way. They're kind of just regular season darlings. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, you can... You you can go on an eight or maybe even like ten game win streak during the regular season when there's not, you know, like actual like pressure to perform every night when every game isn't put under a microscope. Mm-hmm. But when it hits the playoffs, yeah, you talk like they would shrink yeah. in those kind of moments. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, what's your biggest takeaway from round one? Oh, biggest takeaway: the development of MPJ has reached its peak, um, both on the floor. And um, just, like, maturity-wise, too. Uh-huh. I haven't really seen – like, he's made plenty of mistakes. And he's actually trying on defense, which yeah. in two – and like, actually, like, he's not great at it, but he's still, like, he's putting forth the yes. effort, yeah. which is all you can really ask for defense in the NBA. That's, like, playing defense. Mm-hmm. If you try, that's, like, above average uh, for defense <laughs> in the NBA. So I just think it's, it's kind funny. of, you know, been a maturity – kind of, you know, culmination of everything. Yeah. And it's um I'm just really excited to see that from MPJ. Mm-hmm. 
and especially when his shot isn't going, he's been attacking the rim, yeah. um, looking to rebound as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just overall kind of accepted his role, um, which I think was ultimately kind of like the last puzzle piece to fit in like sure. a team that would win a championship for the Nuggets. And also kind of a side one, and this might just be me, and maybe I've just been kind of blind to it all season long, and I will admit I was when I think Michael Malone signed an extension in like 2017, mm-hmm. uh, the summer of 2017. I was against it. I was yeah. ready. I just kind of like, I always kind of saw Michael Malone as John Fox. Mm-hmm. Like he was like that. He was at bridge. He rebuilt us. He got us to like a really high peak, but yeah. we're not going to win a championship with him. I kind of still believe that same sentiment. I just, but again, I like, I can't go out there and be like, Oh yeah, this coach would be better. At the time before he went to Milwaukee, it was Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. Um, he might have actually even not even been to uh, Atlanta yet, but Mike Budenholzer was the coach I wanted to replace Malone. Oh uh, really? In like yeah. sixteen or seventeen, I'm pretty sure he was in Atlanta at the time. But um, it's kind of it's like when I just see how Malone acts and how he talks after post games this postseason, and it's just more of an observation than anything. It's he just strikes me as a coach who it's like him in the team. Yeah. Not necessarily that it, that like he's, he thinks he's better than the team or he separates himself from the team on purpose, but it's like, mm-hmm. he's so confident in his own coaching ability that it feels like he almost feels like he's constantly like trying to drag the team to buy in or just like yes. listen to him, yes. like follow what he's saying as opposed to like, we're all inclusive kind of thing. And I know that's going to sound more negative than it means to be. It's just more of an observation that he just doesn't seem like that kind of like rah, rah, we're a family type. You think coach. he doesn't seem that way? Not to me, just in yeah. the way that like, well, I was going to say it's like this, it's this weird, like nuanced and it's more of a feeling I get just from like how I see his mannerisms and how uh-huh. I, how I hear him talk. Yes. It's just kind of more of like, this is my, t- it's like a teacher to a student mm-hmm. as opposed to like, a father figure oh, to, yeah. you know, sure. like a, you know, a father figure to whatever Boys. that is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to that that's crazy that you, I think that that's also a big, like a highlight of, 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 the, of round one mm. <laughs> um, was Malone. And um, I know exactly what you're talking about because he's such a good – I think he's a good guy. I like him. I mm-hmm. think he's a good coach. I think he cares about the players a lot. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I'm grateful for everything that he's done for us. But I do th- think that there's, like, this uh, a, a disconnect some mm-hmm. somewhere. It's just, like, something slightly off. Yeah. And it, I think that you see it in the play of the game. Mm-hmm. For instance, like, I was going to ask you what, you what your thoughts are on his mentality because I think he's, like, really, like – clinching down on the guys and like he's very much like his dad i don't know like what his dad was like as a coach but he always references his father when mm-hmm. like impressed and he's like dad always said and that's kind of like a he's like the ultimate coach's son yeah in that aspect that he like always just tries to like when things get tough or when he's like having almost like a philosophical you know question mm-hmm. he's like what would my dad do kind of thing oh, yeah. um which isn't a bad thing at all but it just that's like where the kind of and again it's like and there's nothing wrong with it there's multiple ways to do things but to your warriors reference it's like steve kerr to me 
seems like he could go out and have like a beer with his players. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where Malone doesn't quite, no. you know, like maybe it's like all the guys would like the team would go out and then Malone would be like, ah, and, you know, and he wouldn't really yeah. be a part of it. Yeah. Um. So it's just Absolutely. a different like philosoph- like yeah. philosophical approach to coaching, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just some an interesting um, thing that I've just kind of picked up more and more as yeah. the playoffs gone on. Yeah, I think that's an interesting comparison between Kerr and Malone because like Kerr is is a big part of why the Warriors have that mentality. Yeah, for he sure. embodies it. Yeah. He's just so he's so like yeah I'm, I'm a champion like I'm a champion it's whatever like these guys are right. world class players like it's that that almost subconscious confidence that they know that they're going to win. Right. So, like, they don't get wrapped That's up. swag. Yeah, they don't get wrapped up in anything, mm-hmm. really. But I think, like, there's still... <clears throat> yeah, Malone's, he, he's very emotional. Mm-hmm. He's emotional. And um, his mentality, I feel like he's... He had... He's... <laughs> it almost seems a little faulty, like a little, like, wishy-washy. I don't know. It just... It doesn't seem, like, concrete the way he's been behaving. Mm-hmm. He, he's kind of like, nope, we got to, like... Like, he's, like super like hell bent on making sure that everyone knows that these guys mm-hmm. aren't aren't taking any breaks and like we're not gonna celebrate anything right and, like, da, da, da. like mm-hmm. i feel like that's been his mentality and i feel like the guys they love him so much i, I think they really do love and respect oh for him, sure that Jamal, they're like, yeah they're he, like oh we got to go out and win this for coach and that's right. that dad that's that right. dad but he, yeah that's that dad stuff <laughs> so he and oh, and the thing is, he clearly has. And I don't know if that's good. I don't know. I don't think that's a good thing, because well, then, I mean, it's good for his job at the very least, because he for sure has Jamal and uh, Jokic's like untrust. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like they, yes. I mean, Jamal even said it in the post game last night that he, and I actually found it pretty interesting. He gave Malone a lot of praise in the drawing up of plays. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, we didn't just rely on, like, an ISO post-up uh-huh. or just, like, a standard two-man handoff mm-hmm. and um, pick-and-roll like you see so much with Jokic and Jamal. He said, like, the yeah. the drawing and designing of plays was really good this series and last night. Um, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, and I don't know how much, like, I guess I'm more of a novice when it comes to basketball and stuff like that because it all just kind of – strikes me as schoolyard for the most part, you know, and especially when you have that two game kind of stuff, which is fine. But I thought yeah. that was really interesting that Jamal pointed that out. Um, but he a hundred percent has Jamal and, uh, and Jokic's supreme confidence. And that's why, I mean, if they lose like four to two, if they lose in six to the Suns, I don't think Malone's getting fired. I think he's going to come really? back because I mean, if you're, if you're Calvin Booth, and, you know, Jamal and Jokic both like that coach yeah. and don't want anyone else. Yeah. And then you fire that coach, you're going to risk good. fracturing the locker room and losing yeah. the best the best duo in, you know, Nuggets history. So over firing that coach, I don't know if you would. So, Gosh, looking ahead, it's, it's crazy to think about what could happen. Um, but still so much things – that are going to go down before that. Mm. And um, How hope. do you feel about this upcoming matchup? Oh. You seem a little <laughs> nervous. I am. Yeah? I am, yeah. Were you one of those people who knee-jerked and were like, oh, my God, the Suns are, like, the best team in the NBA now because they got Kevin Durant? Uh, No, but I was scared. Well, dude, I mean. <laughs> well, of course, when you the, get a superstar on a, you know. 
the unhealthy part of me was like, oh, well, cool. Yeah. Wait, I guess the season. That's what's let's, everyone. Yeah. Let's pack up. Yeah, that's what everyone. That was the knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think? Are you, I'm, I'm picking up. I mean, they're exploitable. Oh, they're, I like Ke- that. Listen, they're Kevin exploitable. Durant, Kevin Durant has played the most minutes in the NBA in the playoffs so far. And I think Devin Booker's top three mm-hmm. um, as of last night. <clears throat> Devin Booker went absolutely nuts uh, last night, scoring 47. He's leading the league in points per game at 37. Um, Chris Paul's old, and I don't think the injury history with Chris Paul should really be ignored, especially in the playoffs. Like, dude always finds a way to get hurt. It sucks. But he always finds a way to get hurt in, like, game six or seven of, like, a really <laughs> – like, the conference finals. He did it with um, with Houston, and it's happened in L.A. multiple times. Yeah. So I don't think that's something to necessarily be um, – to just, like, not look at. Yeah. And I, th- I just think we kind of match up well with him. I mean, KD's going to oh. get his – but I think if you can, yeah. What do we do about that, Kevin Durant? Guy? Probably. I mean, you're probably gonna have to have Aaron Gordon on him. Mm-hmm. And if Aaron Gordon plays defense like he did in the fourth quarter last night, we're screwed because Kevin Durant's gonna <laughs> drop like forty a game. Um, but he also said that in the post game that he needs to do better, <laughs> AG. But I think, you know, I like him a lot. It's gonna be the super. It's just like you know the superstars are gonna get theirs. So for sure, um, you just kind of hope. Where does that it come through for the Nuggets? Where do they? Where do they pull through? I like, think that what is it that saves I, them, carries them. I, should I say. think Devin Booker's going to get locked up. I really do. I think between KCP, Christian Brown, and God, what are, how about maybe a Brown? little bit of Bruce Brown. Sheesh. Yeah, he's and he's like he's almost what, what this team needed because he's just like that gritty, grimy, just like yeah. nothing flashy. Really, just hustles. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, you know, that's we were right. talking about right. like he just doesn't know any better. He just <laughs> goes out. Right. He's that Bill self product, sure. Who just you know is just gonna get up, and he's not afraid of anybody. You saw that in yeah. when uh, Kyle Anderson tried to get in his face, and he yeah, was he's just like, "Dude, like, I just got out of college." Like, like, he was like, "What I'm are you fresh. doing, bro? Like, yeah. you're you know a ten day contract, dude. Get out of I my know. face." I know. Um, but I just I'm not I'm not as worried um, as most people. Maybe I should be, but. No, I like that. That's I just, good. That's I think I, I don't know why. I just feel like Devin Booker's gonna get locked up. I just don't think he's gonna, gonna perform that well. Mm-hmm. The injury history with CP3 is definitely um, something to note. And I mean, he's like what? He's probably lost like a step and a half, step and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say defensively. Yeah. I just don't. I think if Jamal gets going early. Jamal's just going to cook all series yeah, long. that's what I think. I think Jamal's coming into this, and he, I think he's going to put his foot down. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton just, like, gets bullied by Jokic. Uh-huh. Always. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really just up to KD, and he's played a lot this series. I didn't look up the, the minutes he's played, but I just heard it on the TNT mm-hmm. broadcast. Mm-hmm. And if anything, the NBA is just set up in such a way. The only thing I would be concerned about is it's going to kind of sound homer Homer-esque mm-hmm. is the refs, and I think that's really the biggest concern yeah. I have for the rest sure. of the playoffs. Because like you went against the Timberwolves as an eight seed, mm-hmm. and they were getting like all the favorable calls, yeah. and that's I'm not really like I'm not like super invested in the Nuggets, so I want to see them win, yes, but like well, I thought I'm that not, the like, Nuggets got away with some stuff like yesterday. Like what? 
dude, right there at the end, some of those calls, I was like, oh. For the Nuggets? Yeah, I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, man. I don't know. There's a couple on cat. But the Nuggets always get screwed. Yeah. I will say that. But but a couple of them, I was There's like, There's a couple Carl Anthony Towns ones. <laughs> like, the one where uh, he kind of, like, got rubbed up with Joker. <clears> and <throat> then he, like, kind of pushed him in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that dude, one, Jokic but, has got to watch his freaking... That's another... Yeah, well, he also... He's got to take it easy on About that. the mental maturity stuff, Jokic kind of cries a lot. He does. <laughs> especially in the it's fourth It's like, bro, quarter. dude, all European players, though, they think that that's yeah. okay. It's like, no, dude, yeah. that's not okay. He, <laughs> Jokic does kind of cry a lot. He needs to watch out for that. But, like, there's one where Murray fouled Cat. He might have even just gone ball, but it was on like that left side where they allowed the continuation. <laughs> Should have been on the floor. Cat like yeah. traveled after yeah. the fact that he got fouled and then made the end one. So if they're, I'm just worried about, you know, if the refs are going to be that one sided yeah. in a one eight matchup. They probably what the will. hell is it going to look like in a what are they the four seed mm-hmm. the Suns are so what's it going to look like against I'm just worried about literally any superstar who goes up against the sure. Nuggets yeah especially LeBron Same. that's why I didn't want us to match up with the Lakers in the first round yeah because they were so bullish the national media was so bullish on and this was before the Kendrick Perkins stuff uh-huh. they were trying to push the Lakers potentially beating the Nuggets as an eight seed. That was like the – and they weren't even – they were still like the 13th seed at this point. So Not that's why surprising. I didn't want to see the Lakers in the first round because I'm going to be like, it's just going to be – LeBron's going to be shooting like 15 to 20 free throws yeah. tonight. Yeah. So um, Good point. that's really the biggest concern for me. I, now I respect KD's game and I respect sure. the Suns game. I just think that we match up really well against Yeah. Them. Okay, good point. Um, here's what I'll have to say – I mean, this is really stupid, but uh, one thing that does cross my mind is like the Suns fans. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. But like they're they'll they'll have better energy at home. They'll have not not. I'm not saying better than us. I'm saying mm. like I just worry about like in there. What what arena? What's the name of the arena they play at? I have no idea. Well, wherever they wherever the Suns play, um, I don't. Which I don't get it either. Like I don't understand why their fans like. It I, gets loud in there. It does. Because I was does. watching the Clippers game. Um, I think they're just all hot last night. and dehydrated. Maybe that's why, because I don't see any other <laughs> like reason not why. very lucid. Yeah. I was watching the game last night, and because um, I kind of do. I, <laughs> Suns I, fans are dehydrated. I've never seen, I've, or I've never thought of, like, Denver fan. fans as super rowdy. Yeah. You know, sure. like, they're definitely passionate, and they can get loud, but they've never, like, like when I go to a sporting event, I wanted to, like, you're kind of like in a little bit of danger, not like yeah. too much, but it's like a college atmosphere almost. Yes, I where like that. especially it being like just in downtown Denver, mm-hmm. tickets are probably expensive, um, so it's a little more of like I guess a buttoned up crowd. You still get loud, but it's just not like a like I said, like a college atmosphere. Yeah. I was listening, and they get loud, but I was listening to the Suns broadcast last night mm-hmm. after the Nuggets game, and they were getting loud. Oh, like it yeah, was, I know. and I don't know if it's. The audio difference or what, but it was like it was a lot louder in Phoenix no, last it, night than it was there. for the Nuggets um, yeah. last night as well. So, um, well, they're they're just like they're barbarians down there, you know. They're like animals. I they're love little, that. They're little desert that's creatures, a, and that's what I want. Everyone like if I go to a sporting event, that's what sophisticated. I want. Yeah. So I know. That's, so that that I'm worried about thing. that a little bit. I'm worried about that. So Nuggets Nation, if you. Also, it's like all the people that go to the games here in Denver are like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, they're not rich people. That's a lie. But, like, it's just, I don't know. I've never been one to there really, There are gremlins like, down there in Phoenix. I've and, never really been one to go to games anyway, just because I, I'm not, I am really not a fan of going to games, Broncos games. Mm-hmm. I've gone to well, a couple. Well, a lot of people are. Yeah, it's just, like, it's like just a pain. There. And, yeah. like, to me personally, like, I don't own season tickets or anything, obviously. But to me, and this is a hot take, I guess, from anyone I've talked to, I hate the sight lines at Empower. Uh-huh. I've, like, always just kind of gotten sure. random seats that friends brought me to. I'm like, well, I, why did I come here? Yeah. This is awful. Like, I could um, barely see the game. I've never um, been. So, it's – I don't really think you're missing out on anything. Mm. But I've gone – to a couple Nuggets games where literally I'm like my back is up against the concrete, mm-hmm. like I'm the highest seat you can possibly mm-hmm. have, and I love like the oh, sidelines so were incredible. Yeah, um, and the energy was good, but the energy uh, is good. I'm just saying, dude, if you're going to one of those games, you need to show up and be like show up ready to be a psycho, right? Because that's think, what we need. And maybe that does step up in the second round. Um, sure. Just because it was like, eh, it's the Timberwolves. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, we're that's gonna true. sweep them anyway. You know, yeah. um, easy whatever. Watching. But now, like, now that you know, it's real. Like we're we're playing. You <laughs> know, we're, this is like, this is probably. I mean, this would be like your if you drew it up like your Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I'm not gonna go as far yeah. to say, like whoever wins this is going to the finals. But it's you know, it's very much if you Pivotal. were to like. If you were to draw it up, hey, what's like the most you know ideal Western Conference Finals matchup? It'd probably be Phoenix and uh, Denver, Denver, just from a talent standpoint. So the Avs game five tonight. Um, well, before prediction, what what do you think that I do? Actually, really quick, I know we're running long, but I just mm-hmm. I do want to ask you about uh, Nichushkin's situation. Mm-hmm. What do you What are your thoughts on that? I don't really have any. I think it's annoying honest. how everyone's like. Oh man, this is going to be such a big distraction for the players. Like, oh, they're going to be Stokely today. Like, they're going to be asking about all the players <laughs> all day <laughs> is long. That Stokely says? Yeah, like they're going to. No way, they're not going to be distracted. I'm just like, dude, these guys are professionals. Like, yeah. When it comes to that, though, I usually default to like a professional, like you know, just an ex-athlete that has been in a locker room. I guess the only thing is. Because, I mean, any situation that I've heard of is not good. Mm-hmm. So, that's the only way I can see it being a distraction. If anything, maybe not like the whatever the situation itself might not be, but it's almost like a, we're really not supposed to repeat, are we? Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like a, oh my God, not again. You know? Like, um, just an added extra layer of, like, BS that... Mm-hmm. Of a season that's already been tumult- as tumult- tumultuous, tumultuous <laughs> as it is, as it has been. <laughs> yeah, I think it sucks, man. It stinks. Yeah, it stinks that that happened. And it um, it adds insult to injury that you chose him over Kadri. And this is hindsight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was yeah. you know I was very animated. I was like Kadri, bye. Like, dude, seven oh, wow. years, however much. Like, the investment is not worth mm-hmm. it. Um, I was wrong about that for sure. Um, I thought, and Mike brought something up like two or three weeks before the trade deadline. He said, "Go get Ryan O'Reilly," and I full endorsement on that. And then you see what he's doing for the Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly would have been the perfect acquisition um, at the trade deadline. He would have been our cadre this year because you see what he's doing for the Leafs. 
and a former Con Smythe winner has done it before. I mean, um, that would have been that would have been awesome. But, um, but I, don't, I mean, like the production of Nichushkin is just kind of like you're not missing a whole lot. Yeah. Like he is one of your like he's like a top. I heard Dmac say, I think it was Dmac. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. a top five guy on the team, which like you know is is definitely a big loss. But are you missing yeah. the production of like Miko or Nate? No. Yeah. Um, I think the loss of Kale McCarr, and this is just saying the obvious, I think, but obviously the loss of Kale McCarr is much larger than it is Nichuskin. Sure. I think it's just more of like the possibility of the situation surrounding Nichuskin and that another like like someone not even affiliated with the team, some twenty eight year old female had to, you know, be hospitalized because of something. I mm-hmm. think that's like what really kind of brings the situation down more than anything is just like an outsider, whoever that yeah. person is, you know, was was involved and eventually had to be hospitalized. Yeah. So that's like the, the worst part of the situation. Yeah. It's super weird for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I wonder if we'll find out more details on that. Um, but again, like it could be something simple. Like I hope so. I, mean, I feel like I think that's where. Well, and I think that's why it isn't because if it was, we'd hear something. You and think it's hard. it's not simple. It's something more. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know what it is, and I don't well, even want to speculate. Maybe maybe but. she was like a hooker or something. Maybe he doesn't want the world to know he had a hooker. Okay, then what are you doing, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Come I, on, man. I, Win another cup. I'm just saying, maybe like maybe to... she was dehydrated. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? She's spending the weekend in Phoenix. Yeah, maybe yeah. she was flying in from I Phoenix. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's all bad though, no matter what way you look at it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyways, why don't you give your prediction for tonight's game? Oh, I'm nervous. Um, Abs lose either five to two or they win two to one. I don't know which is going to happen. Yeah. So they're either going to get blown out of the water, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a one eight matchup probably, um, or one eight uh, upset, or they're just going to like get by the skin of their teeth, yeah. and it's going to be a gritty game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a gritty game for sure. But I think that they're going to dig deep tonight <clears throat> and try and pull something out um, just because it's too much. It's, yeah. every, everything's been too much, and I think that they're going to take advantage of this time here at home to pull something out. I think they're going to win this one 3-2. I'll say whoever scores first wins. So, okay. you know, because, again, if the Kraken score first, that would be – the fifth game in a row, mm-hmm. and then the floodgates just open, and we yeah. might even see Frank again. Yeah, like right. they might. They just like, I don't know how you know, especially with Miko and Nate. It's like they've just put they put forth a repeat effort mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, they've been outstanding, but no one else has helped out. Right. So I think if the Abs get scored on first again, especially early, it's, it's just, it might just the floodgates might open. Mm-hmm. But if the Abs score first, then you know they'll. I wouldn't be surprised if then they they, go down two to one and then they end up winning, you know, three, two, like you said. Well, I think that they're going to need that first goal tonight. Yeah. It's it's going to be extremely pivotal. Yeah. Pivotal. Okay. Well, uh, cool. I mean, geez, we went with 47 minutes here. We went way longer than I thought we were going to go today. And hopefully next time we, we jump on here, we'll be talking about the abs (laughs) closing out a series. Hopefully. Um, well, anyways, John, it was great to be able to sit down with you and talk some nuggets. Um, Got a lot more to look forward to. Um, everyone, keep tuning in. It's every Friday that these every Tuesday and Thursday. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. that these oh, they're, well, they're due on due on Friday for us. Um, every Tuesday and Thursday that these producer podcasts come out. So 
if you're listening, thanks for listening. And um, John, ne- ne- hopefully we'll we'll be on here sometime soon again. Yeah, it was fun. Hopefully we get a parade here in the next couple of months. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, everyone. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. All right, peace.